0: Good morning, God's wonderful people. It's a blessed day, another day to give God thanks. And here we have another opportunity to make this day glorious, to sing God's praise. Every day is a dawn of a new opportunity. Every day is a beginning of a time that you can really begin anew. Start afresh, do something great. Do something better than you did yesterday. Become something, someone better than you were yesterday. Become someone greater. Than you were yesterday you have a new opportunity a brand new opportunity to show forth god's praises in your life to show forth god's gloriousness in your life to show forth god as your mighty warrior here's another opportunity for you to declare god as a god of hosts to demonstrate the power of god in your life and you can only do that by enduring the circumstances that today brings your way do not endeavor or try to change your circumstances or situation but allow your situations and circumstances to change you. They are brought into your life for a reason. God has sent them your way to change you. There is something about you that needs to change. And the circumstances that are around you, use them to bring about that change. Because you can't change situation. You can't change the rain. You can't change the sun. These are cycles and systems that are there. Change you, because that's the one thing you can control. Bless the Lord. We continue our study today on Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10 to 20. And in this study, we are going to look at today on the concept of prayer. This concept of prayer was created using certain Hebrew letters. Yes, because in the Hebrew language, each letter has a meaning. And when those letters are brought together to form a word, that creates the concept. So the concept of prayer is created From a certain set of Ibu letters. We want to analyze these Ibu letters to understand the concept of per. We're not going to be able to analyze all the aspects of per from the Ibu language here, but just to bring out a concept of per that we can actually focus on for today. In time to come, maybe we can take a greater look at per by analyzing further details this concept of per created by these Ibu letters. But today we're going to look at it and see what aspect of prayer that we want to draw out. We're going to draw out one particular aspect of prayer out of this study. Because we are looking at it as a piece of the armor of God. Remembering that we are looking at the armor of God and we're looking at each individual armor pieces. And so today we look at this concept of prayer from the Hebrew language standpoint. Now, the Hebrew word for prayer is the Hebrew word palel Hidpalel. Now, Hipalel is a word that is composed or made up of four Hebrew letters. And these Hebrew letters are Yud, Tav, Pe, Lamed, and Lamed. So, these are the letters that makes up the word Hidpalel. The four letters, Yud, Tav, Pe, and Lamed. So, there's a double Lameda at the end. But those four letters make up the word, the Hebrew word for per. Now, what we're going to do, we're going to look at each of these Hebrew letters, understanding their meaning, and then put them together to understand what the the concept of per means in the Hebrew. Now, I must caution you though that this concept that we're going to bring out is just one aspect of per. We're not going to go through all the different implications of this Hebrew word, but we're going to bring out one aspect of prayer because we can only focus on one based on our time. To bring out all the different concepts would take a whole lot of time and several you know, podcasts to do that. And so therefore, we're going to bring out this one idea of prayer, utilizing it and looking at it as a part of the armor piece that we are looking at. We're looking at the armor of God, and so i are going to bring out this aspect of prayer that aligns with the armor piece of the armor of god the first letter of the word yid palel is the letter yud now the letter yud as we have seen before is the hand it literally means your hand the open hand or the, the, the hand as in from the wrist to the fingertips or it could also refer to the hand as in, from the shoulder down to the tip of the fingers, it also could refer to your forearm as well. All right. Now, this, where, where um, this letter, this, the, 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 what is called a pictogram, because again, Hebrew, the Hebrew alphabet is basically a pictogram language. It's a what what I call a picture language because it uses pictures, objects for its alphabet. And so, the the symbol or the object or the pictogram for yod is the hand all right now there are various implications of this word the hand and if you think about the hand and think about what the hand symbolizes, what the hand is used for that will bring about the idea as to what this letter means and its various meaning so the hand as a part of the human body right and therefore this concept of the arm um, of the hand Brings out the idea of power because the hand is used as a symbol of power. You know, most time when you look at the various organizations around the world, when they want to put a symbol of power in their logo, it's always the hand, a clenched hand that is held up. And that is where the idea of the yod is looked at as a a clenched fist. All right. Because again, that's where the idea comes from, the yod. The clenched fist that is held up, that is is the idea of the yod. Again, it is that portion of the arm from the wrist down to the fingers, and and you know the the, the 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 fist is clenched, and so when you see that, it's normally put on a picture to symbolize power, and this brings out I am, and this also brings to mind the idea of the yod in the sense that the yod is a letter that floats; it doesn't. Sit on the line, nor does it touch the top of the, the, the line that is written in. It, is normal, it normally floats in the space in between the two lines. So it doesn't touch the bottom of the line, doesn't touch the top. It floats in the middle. All right? And so that again brings, out, brings to mind this, this symbol that people use in their logo, that organizations use in their logo. With the clenched fist, it's like it's floating in mid-air. Again, idea of the yod. So the yod also speaks to possession. Again, because the hand is used to hold things, all right. So it, it symbolized possession, all right. So that that's all the yod comes to symbolize possession because the hand is used to hold on to things, to possess things. The hand is also used to control things, and so that the yod also means to control or to be controlled by another, all right. So what it, it speaks to what is owned or controlled by another. And that idea is brought out by the. In the yod, by the fact that it's it's the hand. Also, it's a symbol of power. The, the the yod means power, it's the force and ability sufficient to accomplish a task. And and by extension, you know, it means to manipulate one's environment. So the hand is used to manipulate your environment. It's a hand that man used to dig down a mountain, it's a hand that man used to break up a rock, it's a hand that man used to move things from one place to another. So the hand is used to, to, to manipulate the environment, to change the environment, or rearrange the environment. So again, the Yod is a symbol of power, the ability to manipulate your environment and change things. Change things. Then we come to the Tav. Now, the Tav is the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And the symbol for the Tav, or the pictogram for the Tav, is two sticks forming a cross. Or you could call it an X, whatever, but a cross. So it's two sticks forming a cross, all right? And it means a marker or a distinguishing symbol. You know, when you're it, when it dealing with maps and, and, and you're watching these pirate movies, you normally hear the talk about X marks the spot, right? So this is a universal language and the TAV is, is what brings about this idea in the Hebrew alphabet. So the TAV is a distinguishing symbol or a distinguishing mark, a mark that distinguish an individual from another. It's a mark that distinguishes a location from another from any other location. So also it is a signature. Again, it's a person's name written in his own handwriting. That's what a signature is. A person's name written in his own handwriting. It identifies this individual as separate from another individual. It's a person's signature. And therefore, it's also a stamp or a sign. It's a non-verbal signal to communicate a relationship to another. This is how the tav also means covenant. It speaks of covenant. Alright. So the tav means covenant. It's a mark. It's a signature. It's what it's what identify an individual as different from another. Alright? Now, next letter is the pay. And the pay is is, is, is the mouth. The, the, the symbol for pay the symbol, the pictogram for pay is the mouth. Now, again, to understand what that means is what does the mouth symbolize, what the mouth does, what's the work of the mouth, what's the implication of mouth. All of this comes out in the letter P, just as with the other letters, the Yod and the Tav. Now, the mouth is basically that opening of, uh, on, on a man's face or, or a man's head. It's an opening through which you feed your body through which you receive nutrients to your body. It's also that opening on your head through by which you speak, by which you command things. So it's that organ of the body that is used to speak. And so therefore the pay means a portion, an edict or a command or a declaration. It means to speak. It also means to, to, to eat or to breathe. It also speaks means the edge, the, the pay means the edge. That is the, the sharp edge of a sword or a knife. And so the phrases in the scripture that talks about two-edged sword or double-edged sword is the same word pay that is used in that phrase, because a double-edged sword is basically used. This word is is used to convey that idea. So the edge is also what pay means. It means to communicate, to speak, or or, or a speaking function of the mouth that gives information or exhort or command. So again, the pay means to speak or to command, to declare things, to make a declaration, or to give a command or to issue an edict. Then we come to the lamed. The lamed means to learn or to teach, to be instructed or to be skillful in something. The Lamed, the pictogram for the Lamed is the staff. And when I say staff, I want you to picture the staff that the shepherds have. That staff that the shepherds walk around with and that they lead the sheep with and that they guide the sheep with. That's what the Lamed is is a symbol of. That's a staff. The Lamed is that staff. And it means to learn. It means to teach or to be instructed or to be skillful. So therefore, this word Lamed, this letter Lamed means to chastise, to strike to beat with a rod, hence to discipline or to train. That's what Lamed means because the staff is used to, ch- to chastise the sheep. When they fall out of line, it is used to knock them back into line. It is also used to guide the sheep, to prod them along. When a sheep stops, when they're supposed to be walking, the staff is used to nudge them, to urge them to co- to continue walking. Therefore, Lamed also means to, to, to gain information and, and the idea of prodding that sheep onward. With the staff is what conveys the idea of the Lamed that the Lamed means to urge forward because the staff is used to, to, to nudge that sheep forward, to urge them forward. The staff is also a symbol of authority, and therefore Lamed means authority. All right? Now, Lamed means authority or to urge forward. So let's put them all together the Yud, power, the Tav, covenant, the Pay to command. And Lamed, to teach or to learn or essentially to change. And Lamed also means authority. So let's put this together to see the statement that this word hitpalel gives us. And the statement that this word hitpalel says to us in analyzing these letters, what it says to us is that Per prior is the power through covenant to command change with authority. That's what these letters dictate. And like I said to you, this is just one aspect of this word, hipalel. But it's enough for us to look at today. The power through covenant to command change with authority. That's what prayer is. So when you look at prayer as a piece of the armor of God, we are declaring that prayer is the ability, the power through covenant to command change with authority. Let me tell you this friend that this is declaring to us that there's no way that you can have any possibility of really offering prayer without a relationship with God. Because the power through covenant, it is through covenant that you're going to be able to issue that command you can't give a command if you don't have the relationship because the covenant is what gives you that ability to issue that command if you have no relationship with the power then you can't give the command that's what prayer is it is a power through covenant to command things therefore if you don't have that relationship with God, then it means if you don't have that covenant with God then it means you can't issue the command because prayer is born out of relationship, out of covenant with God. It was because of his covenant with God why Elijah could declare and speak the word of God and say, Fire come, and the fire came and consume. It's because of covenant with God why Moses could speak to that rock and it bring forth water. It is because of the power that is issued through covenant why the prophets of hold could command things and they happen. Because of covenant. It's not just the idea of speaking with God that is the power. No, it's a relationship. It's a covenant that gives the ability to issue these commands. We hear people talk about commanding your day. Yes, go ahead. Command your day in prayer. But that command can only be done through covenant. That is why a covenant comes at the beginning of this prayer. Word for prayer. you'd tav The power of covenant. The power through covenant. Because you can only be issue. You can only wield that power through covenant. It is through covenant that you can wield that power of prayer. So there are individuals who go about and they are praying. And I'm not saying that God don't hear your prayer. But the ability to command things. The ability to change your environment. The ability to change things. That is vested in prayer. But that power that prayer possess can only be accessed through covenant with God. If you do not have a covenant with God, you'll never access this power. You'll never be able to issue this command. Now I'm saying to you, prayer is the ability to change things. Prayer has that power to change things, to command things into being with authority. But that power and authority, that authority, that ability to change things with authority will not come if you don't have covenant. Do you have a covenant with God? Do you have a covenant with Him? If you have that covenant with God, it is that covenant that is going to give you the ability to change things. Do you want to be a catalyst in your society? Command things. You must have Covenant. Do you want to change your society? Do you want to change your life? Do you want to make changes and effect changes in the areas around you and the areas that concern your life? You can only do this if you have a relationship with God and that relationship is a covenantal relationship. When you have that covenantal relationship, it gives you the ability to command change with authority then you can pray then you can really pray friends Prayer is born out of covenant her is born out of a relationship with god if you don't have a relationship with god then you are not really going to be able to effect change in your surrounding society and society in the things that concerns you we have heard this saying from a childhood Prayer changes things i implore you today make that change in your life make that change that will affect some catalytic occurrence in your life that will cause things to turn around you can only make that change in covenant so as you go through today my urging to you is to establish a covenant with God that that will enable you to powerfully pray hallelujah Father we give you thanks today we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Let your spirit guide and direct every heart, the hearts of your people towards you. Let it direct their hearts towards you, Father, and cause that, Lord, they'll establish a relationship in covenant with you so that, God, you can work through them to establish your kingdom in this earth and that, God, will become your mouthpiece in this earth, commanding change and commanding, oh God, the advancement of a kingdom in this earth. Hallelujah. We give you thanks. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day now, my friends. And do remember, God loves you. And I do too.